Welcome to episode 15 of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. Thanks for checking us out. Wall of Sound is an online rock website. Wallofsoundau.com is where you can find us. Or if you're on social media, just search for Wall of Sound AU. We have a big metal show for you today. Coming up later on, Paolo from Trivium going to be joining us for a chat about the band's new album, The Sin and the Sentence. Right now, if you head over to wallofsoundau.com, you can win yourself a copy of the band's new album. Plus, we've got new stuff and throwbacks from some of the best metal bands in the country and around the world so make sure you stick around for all that and more but we officially kick it off with these guys who are currently touring australia for the final time ever it's the dillinger escape plan a wall of sound up against the wall
Hey, this is Phoebe Pinnock from Heavenly Axe, and this is Wall of Sound up against the wall. against the wall. If you like to gamble, I'll tell you how you land. You win some, lose. 
back from Motorhead and Wall of Sound up against the wall. Still to come, we've got brand new music for Cavalera Conspiracy and something very special some Australian heavy bands are doing to honour Silverchair. But a couple of weeks ago, Marilyn Manson had a pretty ugly run-in with a stage prop when it fell on top of him at a performance in New York. Two weeks later, he's finally revealed the prop broke his leg in two different places, but he says it could have been a lot worse. It could have crushed his skull and his ribs if it was any higher. He's postponed all of his tour dates in the States until January 2018. No word yet on if he'll be bringing his new album Heaven Upside Down to Australia. But let's get back into an old classic from him. This is The Beautiful People, Marilyn Manson on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
I'm Sanchez from Vada Conca, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall.
One of the original and the best metal bands, Metallica on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Still no word on if the band will be heading to Australia to tour their new album Hardwired to Self-Destruct. There's a lot of rumours and whispers going around at the moment, but nothing set in stone. The last time we saw these guys down here in Australia was when they were headlining the 2013 Soundwave Festival, and before them was the 2010 headline tour around the country. We'll keep you posted on wallofsoundau.com for when they finally make their way down, but why play one Metallica song when I can get on two? This is Hit the Lights on Wall of Sound, up against the wall.
against the wall! Germany's best Ramstein and Wall of Sound up against the wall. You can win a copy of Trivium's brand new album, The Sin in the Sentence, online at wallofsoundau.com. Entries close October 20, and it's all thanks to Warner Music Australia. Let's get into this guy, though. Hey, it's Powell from Trivium. You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. One of the most talked about albums is coming out this Friday, The Sin and the Sentence from Trivium, and it is my absolute pleasure to say Paolo from the band joining me right now on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Mate, how are you? 
doing very good, man. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely stoked to have you guys. Uh, you killed it when you toured here last time. We'll talk more about tours later on, but give us a rundown. Like, this album is huge. Like, Trivium fans and metal fans are going nuts about, you know, all the songs we've heard so far and the anticipation building up. Uh, is this an album for the fans, essentially? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's definitely for them, but honestly, when we were writing it, we were writing for ourselves in a way as fans, not only of just our band, but just heavy music. When you get to make a record, you get to sort of think about like what's going on in the music world and maybe what's not happening and what you would like to happen. And that's always like a really fun thing for us because it's like, all right, we get to do whatever we want. There's no rules. We can do whatever. We can mix whatever things we want. We can make this heavy. We can make this melodic. And when you start going in and having no kind of rules set up for yourself, I think you create some of the best stuff. And for us, that's definitely always been the case. And with this record, we were just like, you know, if it felt good, we kept going that way. If it didn't feel right, we would change it. We'd fix it. And I think by doing that, a lot of the feedback we keep getting from people is that it feels like a really interesting mix of like everything we've done. And, you know, we didn't have to think, all right, we need to mix these records together on this song and that song. It's like, it just came out that way because it felt very natural. Do you take a lot of feedback when you, you read the comments from fans and things like that? If they're loving something, you stick to that sort of mentality or if they aren't loving something, then you change it up again. I don't really like dive into like comments as much. I feel like that isn't the right way to kind of get the vibe. I think a lot of it comes from just how songs go over live. You kind of get the general sense of if a song connects or not. And of course, you know if something's selling or not. And that can be one of those things you think about, but it's like you're not writing just to kind of like tailor every song to sell or to fit this niche thing in your fan base. You kind of have to take a little bit of all that kind of stuff, but you, you have to kind of have some sort of inspiration and some sort of new goal with every record. And so, yeah, I, I feel like for me, it's like, I know it works live. You know, when we play something live and you feel the connection, it's like you, you kind of know what that's going to feel like when you make a new song. You're like, oh, I know this is going to feel awesome to play live. And I, that was something when we started playing the sit in the sentence in Europe, the fan reaction, like most people probably hadn't even heard the song, but it just connected. It felt right. And that was because we rehearsed and, we played it a lot. We workshopped it. We got it feeling good for us. So we knew that, you know, when fans heard it, they would probably be like, whoa, this is killer. It feels awesome. Well, we loved it straight away. I mean, the, the anticipation that led up to it, the teasers we heard, everyone was just going fucking nuts. And then it came out and holy shit, it, it took us back, but it also moved forward progressively, showing where you guys have come from, paying respects to where you've been and just proving that you guys are here to fucking stay. It was great, man. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm stoked to hear that. But um, this being the, the first album with Alex taking over the drums, how did he fit into the band? Was there a bit of a struggle at first, or did he just glide right in like he was there the whole time? It was really effortless. And in a way, we kind of, we couldn't have had it any other way. Like, if we would have had problems, could have really set us back a lot. You know, we were just, we kind of risked doing the change then, but it was one of those things where, like, we knew what we needed, and the fact that Alex was available this time because the last time he wasn't, it just was like the perfect timing. And he came in, hit the ground running with us. It was like, hey, you need to learn a 75, 90 minute set for the headline tour in Europe. And we also need to get six songs ready for this round of pre-production. So it was like, hey, nice to meet you. Here's all this music to learn. <laughs> and just kind of like, yeah, it was like instantaneous. And we did the tour in Europe. It was incredible. Um, we did another round of pre-production. We did the record. 
Then we did Europe again this couple weeks ago. So we're really, really excited because we've been doing like all these amazing shows and it's been contained to like one area. So I feel like when people see us now with Alex, you know, if you've had great times at Trivium shows before, I feel like we're on another level. We leveled up the live show. I think if you, when you hear the, the record, you're going to be like, whoa, this is killer. This is something I've been wanting, but also maybe, you know, with Alex's drumming even step beyond what people might even be expecting from us. So I'm excited. I want people to hear it. Well, let's get everyone a little bit more wet with anticipation. We're going to get on the title track, The Sin and the Sentence, right now. Paolo, are you cool to hang around for a bit more? Yeah. All right, this is Trivium on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
The song which got metal fans keen as fuck for this new album, The Sin and the Sentence, that's the title track. Trivium's the band, Paolo is the legend that we are having a chat with right now. Mate, uh, with recording an album like this, you know, going into it straight away, like, it only seemed like a couple of years ago you put out your last album, then all of a sudden we're getting a new album. Is the momentum with the band just to put out albums and tour, put out albums and tour, like, each and every year uh, that comes around? I can't say for sure that, like, after this record, we'll, like, just go right back in and do another record right away. I, I do feel like this record feels like it's coming off the back of the last record sooner than maybe. It just felt like we had to, and it felt right. And I think a lot of it comes down to just how we felt about where we were at and what we wanted to do. And I think there, everyone was just kind of itching to do something new right away. This record maybe will take a little bit of time and just kind of tour it a little bit more, enjoy it a little bit more think about what the next step is after that and give ourselves a little bit of space. It really just kind of comes down to the headspace. But I mean, this is what we love to do and being able to get music out and to tour and to play for people is such an amazing thing that, you know, you kind of start missing each of those things when you get into it. And it's like when we're in the studio, you miss being on tour. And then when you get on tour, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go do the next record. So it's a great cycle. You know, thankfully we all love it. And I think uh, with this record, we're just really stoked for people to hear it and see what comes from it. Well, we uh, obviously don't want you guys to stop anytime soon, so keep doing what you're doing. As long as you don't burn out, you'll be fine. Um, But let's have a chat about yourself personally. 13 years ago, you joined the band. Um, How has the record or writing process differed from back then to where it is now? Is it easier or are you trying different ways to push yourself to your limits? Every record has really been a different experience. I think with this record, I feel like we're really in control of like how we write. We know how we like to write, like what we do best. For me personally, like I'm always trying to like refine the writing process and make it better. Like not just writing the riffs, but like how do you get the riffs and the lyrics and the vocals together better? And when you kind of have a real smooth process, it just seems to make everything gel better. And I think um, 
it's taken time to learn that. It's taken working with other producers to learn things. You know, every single record has been a learning experience. I mean, even this record, like learning a lot of stuff from Josh Wilbur. But I feel like we came in knowing so much about writing music that we were 90% ready to go once we got out to California to make the record. It was not a question of like how a vocal part would go. It was like, how does it need to sound? You know, it was more Josh giving Matt direction on, hey, I need you to kind of deliver it like this and not, hey, let's try to come up with vocal parts on the spot. It, we just knew what we were doing and it's taken years to kind of get there. And I think it's like any skill-based thing. It's like you get better with time and a lot of uh, writing and getting better at writing songs is just doing it over and over. And You know, now we have like... I don't know, like 80 or 90 songs maybe in our catalog. It maybe even more than that, it's, you know, and what used to take us a lot longer to do takes a lot less time just because you just know how to get there quicker. And look, talking about the extensive back catalog you guys have had, I mean, like you, you can go through all your albums and I guess everyone would have a different song or a different album that means something to them. But for you, thinking back, what was one of the songs that you can think of off the top of your head that, you know, has stuck with you after all this time that you go, you know what, I made a great fucking song there. I loved that one. Ooh, tough. Um, I'd probably have to go with In Waves because it's become such a big staple of the live show. So far, it's like one of those songs where I, I, it's hard to see us closing with something else. And Pull Harder was that for a long time. So it was kind of a big deal that something kind of came in. It felt like it could top ending the show with Pull Harder. And it really just came out of like doing something that wasn't like a writing session at all at that point. It was just kind of messing around. You know, I sent it over to Nick went over and jammed at his house and was like, oh, this feels cool. And then it was just something different. And it was such a left field thing from Shogun that it was kind of one of those things was like, it's either going to really work or, you know, maybe it just won't. And when it came out, I remember the initial reaction being kind of like, I mean, a lot of people liked it. And over a year, it was just like, became like a kind of a monster song for us. And really like helped us so much especially in like Europe and Germany and kind of was like a reignited the band quite a bit and kind of set us off on some new courses and yeah I'm very proud of that one it wasn't just a typical uh song that we would have written mm. on the last couple of records before that well look it's become a staple of you know Trivium fans all across the world we love it so much I'm going to get that one on right now this is Wall of Sound up against the wall <laughs>
Trivium on Wall of Sound up against the wall. The brand new album, The Sin and the Sentence, is out this Friday. Get yourself a copy. You would not be fucking disappointed. Uh, Paolo, you got fans all across Australia who obviously want to know, first of all, when you're coming back. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Crothers wants to know, um, with Matt being the big foodie that he is, has he affected the way that you look at food? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all really much into uh, good food. I mean, when I was young, my dad... You know, when he first moved to the States from Italy, he was a waiter, worked at like the high-end Italian restaurants. And I guess it always gave me an appreciation for good food. But like with Matt and everyone, we're all really into finding great local spots. We've met some really amazing people, you know, met chefs in different places. And we kind of like have a rapport with them where it's like, hey, you come to our show. And then we go to your restaurant and it's kind of like a really interesting thing. You end up meeting a lot of creative people that are just in a different world, but you see a lot of similarities. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's amazing because we don't have a lot of time in every city, you know. So sometimes the best way to get to know a place is to, like, go to places that people eat, like, or drink. And that's sort of like a really quick entry into, like, culture is food. And obviously you guys have tasted a whole bunch of different food across the world. Uh, the best place or the best country, I should say, that you've ever had food? I mean, I love going to Japan so much. It's endless. Every time you go there, there's something new to discover. I've found good food everywhere we've been, you know. Anyone that ever has complained in the past about, like, going overseas and not finding good food, it's like, you are totally blind. That's the one thing I think everyone around the world, no matter what you believe in, is like... Everyone loves good food, so it's, you can find it anywhere. All right, just eat and eat, and you'll come across it eventually. Uh, but, Paolo, before you go, we've got a game that we like to call... Now, essentially, what we do with this game is we like to find a different side of you that uh, fans might not necessarily know about. So, in your Twitter photo, uh, you're drinking a beer with your pinky outstretched. So, the question I have is, yeah. what's your favourite beverage to drink with your pinky finger outstretched? Uh, probably Prosecco, sparkling uh, Italian wine, yeah. Uh, that's definitely some good stuff. Pinky-worthy. Just chuck a bit of strawberry in there and you're all set? Yeah, that's it. All right, well, thank you for sharing that side of you. The brand new album is out this Friday. Go support Trivium. They're fucking fantastic. And I guess we can expect an Australian tour somewhere next year or there beyond? Hopefully, yeah. We'll get it up and running soon, hopefully. Well, we're counting down the days. Paolo, thank you so much for the chat, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it.
I tried to do the same Living so complacent But the problems wouldn't go away So I turned around to face them Tell me Maybe you were right Maybe I was wrong But I've been silent for far too long Maybe you were right Maybe I should go But I've been silent for far too long What will it take To rip the heart from your head? And this is Wall of Sound up against the wall.
everybody. This is Max Cavalera. Stay metal. single for Cavalera Conspiracy. It's called Insane on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Max and Igor Cavalera just returned to roots across Australia recently and you can check out all the coverage online at wallofsoundau.com. Another band who are heading out this week for their Australian tour is Northlane. And if you missed the news, there's going to be a Silverchair tribute album released next month, which features a whole stack of Australian bands doing some of the best songs Silverchair released over the span of their career. Featuring the likes of The Amity Affliction, In Heart's Wake, Tonight 
Alive, Ocean Grove and so many more. North Lane also appearing on the album covering the band's song Anthem for the Year 2000. If you haven't heard it yet, here it is for you now on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Sound up against the I'm not 
You either love that band or you hate them. It's baby metal on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Thank you so much for checking us out. Don't forget to give us a like, share this podcast around, tell your mates about it, and let us know what music you want to hear on the podcast in the coming weeks at Wall of Sound AU across all social media sites. On the next episode, the legendary Sebastian Buck joins me for a chat as he makes his way across Australia playing some of the best songs from his career, especially those in Skid Row. Like this one here, it's 18 July from Wall of Sound up against the wall. My name is Brownie, I'll catch you next week. Yeah.